0: A few weeks ago, a professor in California wrote a column for the Los Angeles Times entitled, Why America's Record Godlessness is Good for the Nation. That's right, our increasing rejection of religion will produce a better, more moral society. I think the professor is wrong. Professor Phil Zuckerman of Pitzer College in Southern California looks with delight on polling numbers showing Americans are less and less affiliated with a religion. He says this increasing godlessness in America is actually a good thing to be welcomed and embraced. Why? Well, democratic societies that have experienced the greatest degrees of secularization are among the healthiest, wealthiest, and safest in the world, enjoying relatively low rates of violent crime and high degrees of well-being and happiness. Professor Zuckerman admits there are two kinds of godlessness. There's the Marxist totalitarian godlessness that murdered more of its own citizens as a matter of state policy than any societies in the history of the world. That's not the godlessness he has in mind. His preference is for the godlessness of democratic societies like the Scandinavian countries or the United Kingdom. That's a good godlessness, and it produces moral orientations like, among other things, a commitment to abortion and euthanasia. They are more likely to get vaccinated and approve health measures like sex education. He says the organic secularization we are experiencing in the United States is a progressive force for good. And don't worry about losing the good that religious organizations do. Secular governments do a far better job of ameliorating human suffering than religious organizations ever have. Professor Zuckerman's argument is flawed. Fatally flawed. To begin with, he has committed the oldest logical fallacy in the book. He has confused correlation with causation. Yes, the countries he cites enjoy enormous blessing, but it certainly has not been caused by godlessness. Every one of them is a product of centuries of Christian culture, the Christianization of society, and the spread of Christian ideas. Like most secularists, Professor Zuckerman likes to cite the Scandinavian countries. Does he have any idea what those nations were like before the coming of Christianity? I doubt that he sees human sacrifice, ritual cannibalism, mass enslavement, and other nightmares as part of the moral orientation of which he approves. But that's what Christian missionaries found before they began the centuries-long task of changing the minds of the Norsemen, persuading them to leave their gods and their debaucheries and adopt the values that Professor Zuckerman believes in. The professor has no mechanism to prevent good godlessness from disintegrating into bad godlessness. A process that can occur quickly In 1930, Germany was the best educated nation in the history of the world. But a severe economic downturn caused that nation to begin a parade of horrors that sickens the world to this day. It only takes one black swan event to turn a happy secular society into an engine of Holocaust. A society that has no problem liquidating the unborn or the elderly should have no problem extending the death franchise to others. And it has, in fact, done so within the last few generations. The professor has no mechanism for preventing this. In fact, he does not intimate that he even needs one. The great challenge of every culture is the mitigation of evil. How do you prevent the diabolical streak in human nature from taking over? So a secular society has no means of restraining human evil other than keeping people rich and therefore content. But the happy secularization the professor cites is 100% the result of the wealth created by free-market Christian societies. The Protestants of Northern Europe produced the first growth economies in the history of the world, and it was based on a Christian understanding of human nature. Without that intellectual underpinning, the wealth and secularization Professor Zuckerman applauds would not exist. Secular societies are parasites. They live off the ideas and moral capital created by another culture. When they use up that moral capital provided by the host, they will die themselves. I'm sure Professor Zuckerman is a fine sociologist, but he is a poor cultural historian. Secularists have never built a lasting culture, not ever. All the world's great cultures have been constructed by the world's great religions. Much of Europe and Latin America was built by Roman Catholic Christianity. Eastern Europe was built by Orthodox Christianity. The rest of Europe, as well as the United States, Canada, and Australia, are products of Protestant Christianity. Secularism has only begun a few cultural projects, so there are only a few we can study. They all began in the 20th century, and most of them are already extinct. And they were the worst societies in human history. The only officially atheist countries in the world at this time are Cuba and North Korea. I doubt Professor Zuckerman is hoping America will move in that direction. Secularists tend to cherry-pick their data. Countries like the United States are less religious than they were a generation ago. But three-quarters of Americans believe in God. Goodness, two-thirds of Americans believe Jesus rose from the dead. Yes, Christian culture is waning in Europe. But Africa is Christianizing more rapidly than any continent in history. In the last 100 years, over 500 million Africans have converted to Christianity. Mainland China and South Korea would be excellent candidates for secularism, but two of the greatest national awakenings to Christianity of all time have occurred in those two countries in the last two generations. I think the largest problem for secularists is they have no means for changing the human heart. We all look on a Mother Teresa and applaud her efforts on behalf of the poor, Christianity has produced millions and millions of Mother Teresas. They are living sacrificial lives all over the world right now. You probably know some of them. Secularism does not produce this kind of person. The secular atheists do not sacrifice for what they believe. The deepest values that even Professor Zuckerman cherishes come, not from secularism, but from Christian culture. For example, he favors things like social justice, universal health care, human rights, the equality of women, the worth and value of all people. Where did those ideas come from? Charles Darwin? No, they come from Christian doctrine. They come from the Bible, specifically in Genesis 1.27, which says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. These are two of the most powerful cultural ideas of all time, and they occur in the same verse in the first chapter of the Bible. No society in the history of the world has held these values, except cultures exposed to biblical teaching. Even the blessings the professor attributes to secularism come from the God he is rejecting. Professor Zuckerman may think secularists are more moral than others, but Arthur Brooks' research has shown They don't give nearly as much to charity as conservative Christians. They do not volunteer their time to the same degree. They are not as committed to the sacrifice of raising children. So they have a demographic problem. They do not reproduce. Every nation Professor Zuckerman cites as a successful secular state is failing to replace its own population. By far the saddest part of the professor's column is his unwillingness to give God the glory he deserves for the blessings he has given us. Instead, God's existence is denied altogether. There are adolescents who eat mom and dad's food, live in mom and dad's house, drive their car, and live off their parents in every conceivable way, yet they constantly criticize the old man and the old lady. But at least they do not deny that mom and dad exist. In Romans 1, 21 and 22, the Apostle Paul says, For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Paul then goes on to talk about the general disintegration into vile paganism that occurs in human society. I have a prediction. The more Western culture moves away from its Christian heritage, the more we will see it descend into darkness. Godlessness is not a blessing. It is the worst curse to ever afflict mankind. Thank you for listening. Please check the resources below. May God bless you in a mighty way.